All right, you guys ready? Let's do this. You're listening to the best of the best of the best. Fully loaded. It was so good. Luck, luck, luck. I don't think I've ever been chuffed. And what the mouth word said was, you talk too much. Scotty Potty Hay. Someone slap me. That is not that crazy. That's hard. Losers. This is like proof of the supernatural. This is not the first goal scored by a hand this month. What? You made your own luck. You win by winning. When he plays, he scores. You're a pouty baby that doesn't deserve to be a baby. He's just a beardo. Si, senor. I would like the Pollo Ranchero, por favor. I'm just going to pour myself another bourbon and just let this thing roll. <laughs> All right. Welcome to the latest edition of the FPL America podcast. This is David Smith. Scott Weeby. Brian Shesko pumped. Scott, don't be down. <laughs> Don't be down that we just recorded 17 minutes and now we're going to have to redo it all because I didn't make sure that Brian's mic was actually recording. Say what you said last time. Let's go. I mean, do we really need Brian's voice on this podcast? <laughs> Come on. Well, we know this. Well, we, no. we can record no, it. No, you don't. We, we could record <laughs> it. Need no. Scott, we could record it and he'd never know. That's true we, or, because he never listens to this podcast. But honestly, I think he's getting it right, Dave. Because I am in the middle of listening back to last week's episode. Yeah. A little later than usual. I was out of town all weekend. Okay. Caught up on the matches later than usual to be ready for this podcast. Uh, but we gave some interesting advice last week in front of a Game Week 31 that was unpredictable, to say the least. Well, look, we weren't the only ones. Look at the pundits. Look at the average score this week of 41. No, no, which no just shows that there's a whole lot of people that got things wrong this past week. And you know what, Scott? For all the times... When Brian's right, when he says, hey, you should go with Stroik. Or, or I say, hey, you're an idiot. Jesse Lingard's got, in those last eight, uh, eight games, he's gotten seven returns. Go with Lingard. For all those times we do get things right, there are times we get things wrong. That's true. We'll, we'll call ourselves out where we need to as we recap game week 31 and prepare you for a very odd, very unusual Game Week 32. We will cover that. We'll talk about the matches, though, first for Game Week 31, including a City loss. That was very surprising. Crazy. A Liverpool dramatic win. Chelsea surprise once again. West Ham-Leicester, the match of the top four. Lots to discuss there, which you've already alluded to. And we'll also get into whether or not it's a good idea to feed your children as a father. (laughs) We are three fathers ourselves, so Mm -hmm. I think we can speak to this with some authority. Brian. I'm glad you're here. Thanks. Let's do the honors. Yeah, let's talk about the trash, garbage trash hole (laughs) that was game week 31. Yes, the trash, garbage, trash hole. There it is. Let's begin with the surprise of the weekend, no no doubt. City won, 10-man leads two. Stuart Dallas put in 17 fantasy points. The real question, though, is how many of those were in people's squads and how many of those were on the bench? And for those who had those 17 points on their bench, did they actually come into the squad after substitutions took place? They did for League Billy. League Billy. uh, Sigh of relief. League Billy pulled off a feat that is quite remarkable. Not only did he miss uh, on his captain who did not start, 
and his vice captain, who did not play. Well, and his captain didn't play either. He wasn't even in the squad. In fact, neither player were in the squad. He still scored a 70. Wow. He still scored a 70. Really makes you wonder what it is. And that happened because Stuart Dallas's points came off the bench. Well, we know, according to official FPL, and Brian, you were the one who alerted us to this before we started recording the first time, uh, that someone triple captain Stuart Dallas leading into this match at Manchester City. Yeah, well, that one guy, whoever it is, has he shown himself? I don't, I don't I, think so. I don't think he has. One if, dude. Unless, some, unless he did, unless he responded to the tweet, then he, then then I, no, it's still yeah. an, this is an anonymous genius uh, who's better genius. than who's yeah. better than all of us at this. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah, uh, I don't get a return when I triple captain Salah at home against West Brom, but this guy does. Dallas. Right. This is why City. last week, I, you know, we're just trying to remember back, and you know, I know, you know, I'm certain we said like many other places said. It sure isn't going to be one one again this time, <laughs> and and it we was for that. and it was, it was for a lot of the time. One. And then, sure enough, after you know, after it's all said and done, the you know, the FPL MVP scores his second goal to make it leads two. So it didn't end 1-1. We were exactly right about that, just like everybody else was. Said well, it. I will say that, you know, I, I did include Rafinha in my lineup, who, you know, he scored two points. Uh, Patrick Bamford's four came off my bench. In fact, Dave, something happened to me this week in my lineup that I don't recall ever happening before for as long as I've been playing FPL. Okay, and this was? All three players, not a goalkeeper, so all three outfield players on my bench ended up substituting into my squad. Wow. I had three people not play at all, earn zeros, and get transferred to the bench. Those three were KDB from this match, and then Christensen and Dominic Calvert-Lewin in other matches, which wow. we'll get to here in a second. Uh, so, I I mean, I'm, I'm okay. I mean, I had 11 points come off my bench into my squad, so that's not terrible, but still that's not how you draw up a game week usually. Not a mm-hmm. recipe for success. No, a lot of people this week had – Multiple players coming off the bench. I'm not sure I've ever had three. Definitely have had two. I had two this week. I'm glad I didn't need four. I just needed three. This also goes, anyone who's listened to us, we have been right about this. Coming down to the end of this year, and I've said it really pretty much all year, with the exception of maybe the beginning of the year, is you need to have a team that's deep. You can't just throw all your money, at, in my opinion, at at players uh, and have all your money on the field. You've got to invest in your bench a little bit for Weeks like this. Yep, no doubt. No. Uh, the the official stat on uh, Stuart Dallas, by the way, was that a million managers, one million two thousand eight hundred and forty four people benched Stuart Dallas. It's about now. 15%. However, wherever he is situated on that on the bench, I'm sure plenty of people got his points up. His ownership was twenty three point eight. Right, it's, it's mean, high. At official FPL, did show someone whose bench consisted of Ollie Watkins. Stuart Dallas and Sam Johnston this game week. We'll get to all that those is performances. So, that is so brutal. Right. That is, yeah, that's 37 points. Bad on beat your of bench. the week. Oh, I mean, there is never going to be a worse beat than that for that guy. <laughs> that was awful. But, Brian, this I, I'll tell you what I thought as I was watching this from yep. the city side of things. In my mind, the thought that easily came to mind was that this is the price that city is going to pay, or at least has paid maybe in this match, for seeking a quadruple. 
This is the kind of thing that is bound to happen at some point when you're going after four trophies. Yeah, for sure. I I'm not I, like you know I'm trying. That's why the other thing I was trying to remember if we said it out loud last week. Of, you know, is it time to if, if we're getting rid of everyone from Manchester City from our lineup? You know, we I know at the end of the at the end of the pod last week, I know my my captain was on KDB. Uh, which it switched to someone else. We can talk about that later. But that you know, he's you know one of the casualties here, along with you know, like you know, we, we talked about Sergio Aguero. We talked about all those you know the people who looked like you could kind of count on. You know, you see the midweek lineup or whatever. Somebody you know you kind of kind of can gauge things that way a little bit. You know, we said Raheem Sterling is like the one guy where it worked out that he actually sh- that he was actually in the team. Didn't do anything for you, but at least he was out there. You know, I I just don't know what you do with any, like how how could you have any confidence in anyone, uh, Dave? You know, to your point in the no, previous none. recording of Ederson, Ederson is the one guy who maybe you could count on to be out there every time. Yep. Other than that, just too many competitions, and I you know I have no issue at all. Like I will happily be getting rid of KDB this week. I have already gotten rid of Elkai Gundogan. Just for the sake of not taking a minus twelve, I think John Stones is going to be still in my lineup right. next week with the, as, with an eye to be getting rid of him. As as will shortly. for me as well. Right. I've already got I've already made my two transfers this week, Scott. I got rid of De Bruyne. Okay. And I got rid of Cresswell because he is he came off the pitch. Okay. I, but my plan was to get rid of Stones. Okay. So I was gonna get out of the city the city business. Who did you go to for KDB? Um, I went with Mohamed Salah. <laughs> now, I said this. I said I was probably going to do this last oh, week. So good. It's so good though that you're going back to Mo Salah. Yeah, I sure. Well, so I mean, much. he he's he's okay. I know this. He's, he's okay. I know this. <laughs> he plays every week. In a segment we like to call <laughs> Mo Salah. He's okay. He's okay. I mean. He's, he's not he's, he's not leading no, no, the no, no, FPL no, no. league in points or anything. No, Dave, Dave, he's more than okay. He's okay. Oh oh now gosh. listen, listen though. This might this next match might be the one he doesn't play. There could be a like uh, um what's the guy's name? Mane. Thank you. Yeah. Mane did not start this match. He sure. ended up coming off the bench out of necessity, I think, uh, as mm. a late substitute with Champions League second leg in the midweek. There's a chance yeah, Salah doesn't start. Yeah, we can talk about that now. Once we, we get to Liverpool, we can't. No one understands. Anyway, I, I went to Salah, and then I I went in uh, on Nat Phillips. Everything be Brian. You should have gone to Ferran Torres, the one Manchester City <laughs> player who is sure to get you a goal when you least expect it. I couldn't get rid of Liverpool's juicy schedule. Interesting. How long is uh, how long is uh, how many matches has Bernardo Silva been playing? Is Bernardo Silva getting normal minutes? No. I mean, that's one and of those honestly, guys. you He's mentioned Ederson. You mentioned Ederson earlier. I don't want yeah, anyone no, to think that we're right, recommending no, Ederson. No, not at all. No. This is the time of season where you you know top clubs t- tend to leak a goal while scoring two on their way to a victory. You don't want the goalkeeper at this point. No. Uh, anything else on the lead side that you want to discuss? No, boys? just a, no, not at all. Except that. Yeah, no. The Patrick Bamford Patrick Bamford keeps being awesome. If it's not for the Liam Cooper red card, Bamford probably stays out there the rest. Oh, for of the sure, time. for sure. Yeah, right. So Bamford yeah. and Bamford is goal. He is goal crazy. I mean, he is not Kane goal crazy, but he is goal crazy. 
And he said it this past week, like he sees the gap between him and Kane and realizes he still has a shot at the boot and said he, he I think he said, I'm going to have to start pulling on some toes or something like that. He said it's some way of like, I'm going to basically like, I'm I mean, gonna, the guy like, have wants to harm to... myself to try to get, get those goals to make up that gap. But the guy wants to be, he, you know, he's fighting to be Kane's backup in the Euro squad. So I, I get why he's motivated in that way. You know, like I said, Bamford's four came off my bench. He's playing Liverpool in the upcoming week, along with the rest of his Leeds teammates, uh, you know, but you don't you don't mind having at no. least, I mean, same thing. Same thing was happened here. Bamford first spot on my bench comes into my squad. Right. I, I don't would easily I don't, do that same yeah, thing. And again. I don't think there's any sense. I believe if I if I remember right, that Liverpool has undergone an FPL color coded uh, category color change. The color coded category color change, <laughs> oh as we gosh. like to talk about all the time. I believe they are gray. Now oh, wow. they are not a red rated matchup. I mean, it anymore. makes sense. They're six. so against Leeds. I would say it's almost a light green for Leeds. I, this Leeds team, this Liverpool defense. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that you should have any fear whatsoever. Hey, I want to remind everyone uh, the first game of the season when uh, Captain my Captain Virgil was still playing. This match was four to three. Yes, and Liverpool it, won Muhammad, at the death. At the death, and Mohamed yeah. Salah had a hat trick. Yes, um, the only bad thing is Rafinha. You know, you obviously you're going to have to deal with the triangle by his name. He, uh, the update post match, Bielsa saying he didn't think it was anything serious that he knew of. He also has said more than once, "I'm not a doctor." <laughs> so, uh, I I imagine he'll be available. Yeah. I, I can't imagine he's going to miss because it didn't seem like anything that was uh, really serious. But I mean, yeah. obviously, something to keep in mind. I mean, everyone. I don't think anyone's disputing the fact that uh, you know Liam Cooper's red card was legitimate for his lunge in on uh, Gabriel Jesus. I I watched the highlight, you know, the extended highlights of this match, and I just found myself wondering why aren't more people talking about Raheem Sterling's step on Melier's wrist? Yeah. Well, Rafinha talked about it on Instagram when he 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 talked about even the the tackle that Raheem put on his ankle. Yeah, and just said, one, you know, c- compared it to the Liam Cooper incident, just, just said one of them was a red card and one of them was missing. Like, what's the difference? <laughs> exactly. So, and when you're going to be here's the thing, we're not going to talk about VAR in this episode. I, I will say this though, in my opinion, and I cannot believe I'm able to say this in game week 31 of this season. But in my opinion, this was probably the worst weekend for VAR all season. We're not going to get into the details of that. But when you can be as precise as they attempt to be on that offside line, and yet you have such inconsistency on plays like what we just described, that is never going to make logical sense to anyone with half a brain. Just It's just not going to work. No, I know. Look, VAR is going to take a lot of heat. They, uh, Of course, the, the West Brom-Southampton game, which had no fantasy relevance really at all but yeah they screwed someone screwed something up and a lot but, of someone but screwed some things up. i want to mm-hmm. say this we all remember the things they get wrong all the things they get right we just brush under the rug like oh yeah well they, they got it right i'm just saying it's easy to point that finger no at the times i'm you're not you're not getting away with saying that because these these numbers of calls that they're getting wrong in this way is about the same as the number of calls that we're we're getting wrong when we didn't have VAR that VAR was supposed to help get right. Maybe. That's the problem here. VAR has not made there, anything better. Do you have hard numbers on that? I'm not 
I'm not saying that you're not wrong. I, d- I don't. I'm just curious me. if you have hard. I don't. I don't. I mean, me. I remember talking about this, you know, years ago with you know, where it was it was uh, in the 90 percent accuracy range or for 90, humans for 94 right, just 94 yeah. percent pure human accuracy and wanting to get that higher with the assistance of a video referee. And that hasn't happened. And it, I, don't I, that, that's well, I, w- I wonder, you know, we do, obviously we do not have the, the hard numbers on that. But, yeah, that would be – that's a curiosity. You should look into that, Dave. Game Week 31 did not help that percentage, I'll say that. The thing with City is that, too, if you're getting rid of them, you're not, not only getting rid of high risk at this point, you're getting rid of them against Aston Villa next week and then their blank Game Week 33. So there's like zero reason not to get rid of. Yeah, City but before players. you make, I mean, you're you're gonna have it, this is this is another reason why I hate the the way that the game week deadlines work, because City's going to play an FA Cup semifinal after your game week deadline is locked and before they play a Premier League match in that same game week. Mm-hmm. Doesn't make any sense to me. They're gonna play a Champions League match and an FA Cup match before they play a Premier League match. How are you supposed to make a logical, informed decision about what to do with City if you're going to base it off of who plays in what matches? You're not able to. Yeah, and it stinks that after the blank week, they come back to play Crystal Palace, which is like the best possible matchup for that for them as an attacking they're, they're side. Dark, they're dark green right now. Yeah, oh yeah. my goodness. That is like as good as you can possibly get, and so no matter what you've done, you'll be tempted again in three <laughs> weeks. Yeah. As good as a setup as that was for Palace, Chelsea, we're going to go to Spurs 1, United 3 next. This one started out a little slow, but then had some drama before United took over in the end. Let's just get this out of the way right now. As dads, all three of us, we are all fathers of multiple children. Mm-hmm. Uh, not like like in our own family units, just to be clear. Not that there's anything wrong with any, any version of, I, yeah. of what you just said. Correct. I just wanted to make sure that people knew we weren't part of a single family. Okay, like we sure. have our own families. We're, we're not in a cult. <laughs> we all find it rather important to find a way to feed our children. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, we have to. I I question it sometimes. Yeah. I get it does tired cost of doing a lot. it. <laughs> I do too. No, but it's true. I mean, I. Yeah, it's Ta- true. Leave it to Jose Mourinho to take a Solskjaer quote that's trying to perpetuate a... I mean, I'm not going to call it a metaphor, because it wasn't really what OGS was going for, but at the same time, leave it to Jose Mourinho to fixate on that. Now, here's what I know. Hey, he's got to do something to get that, that spotlight pointed away from his team's performance. I mean, when I watched the, when I watched the play, I mean, Tommy backhand I fisting given son him, in the face, okay, right? Okay, so... I tell you what, what it was for me, Scott. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was a second yellow for me. Okay. Now I know that Chris Cavanaugh was on the match, and I, I think what he did was after. Okay, uh, in case people didn't see it, I'm sure people saw it, but United scored a goal in the build-up. McTominay was trying to keep the ball away from Son, and threw his arm back and hit Son in the face, and Son dove on the ground. Uh, McTominay gave it up to Pogba. Pogba then gave it to Cavani, who scored a fantastic goal. Something like that. I might have missed a pass. VAR goes back and looks at it and rescinds the goal because there was a foul in the build-up to the play. Yeah. And I think, I think it would have been a double whammy for United to lose a goal 
and Ka- a player. And a player. Sure. But in my opinion, that's what should have happened. Well, and I, I think Kavanaugh hedged the bet. He gave the foul. Yeah. He took away the goal, and he didn't give McTominay another yellow card. There is no reason, no reason at all. Like, if he thinks Sun's close, like, it, you'll extend your arm. But he went full extension and then snap of the wrist. Back, yeah, yeah. Back. Absolutely would have given him a yellow and you're out of the game. It's interesting because that was my reaction when I was watching it. I found very few pundits who agreed with us. Most of them said, the game is lost. McTominay, I can't believe that that was called on him. You know, uh, you know, you have to use your arms like that when you run, which I don't know how people run these days. Maybe I don't run anymore <laughs> right. the so right way. They teach you a swimming motion, <laughs> I think. When the Olympics show up this summer, I'm going to watch yeah. track and field and see if that's how the, yeah, the best are terrible cross-promotion for NBC. <laughs> but I, I agree with you. There was one pundit, though. Uh, I cannot remember where I read him, so not that he's listening, but I apologize that I can't uh, – I can't mention you by name, but he said what you had uh, just said, Dave, that if it wasn't going to, if, if it was a foul, then it should have been a double yellow and it should, you know, for if sure. you're going to, in other words, if you're going to go one way, go all that way. There's an argument that can be made for that. Regardless, I'm actually surprised that Solskjaer made more of it, which then gave Mourinho the chance to make even more of it. VAR Taking, got this right. I think so. It was a foul. Yeah, I, I think and so. And look, that was Kavanaugh's decision. To then... Yeah, because he went to the monitor. Right. Yeah. So yeah. it got turned over to him. You come look at it, see what you think. And I think it was Michael Oliver who was in the booth. So Michael Oliver said, hey, you need to come look at it. At this point, he's England's best. Uh, needless to say, you know, the managers made more of it, which is fun to talk about. And yes, we do feed our children as fathers. Uh, but United responded, and they ended up proving that they were the best pit, uh, best mm-hmm. club on the pitch by scoring three. And Brian, I will give you the credit on this one. Mason Greenwood delivers. Man, 18 minutes for Mason Greenwood would have made me nervous if I had listened to my own advice. <laughs> would have been screaming until minute 70, 72. Um, no, uh, I, you know, as uh, it was written uh, this past <laughs> week, it is Mason Greenwood season. Not just prolific shooting, but, I mean, he leaves with... I don't know how good you have to be in 18 minutes to end with two bonus points in a game where there are three goals scored. And I think a lot of it is a goal and an assist. Try to convince me why I should not own Edison Cavani. No, I don't. There's no reason not to. We said last week that Cavani is not. Cavani is on his own. So as long as. Right. There's no one. As in there is no Anthony Martial. The only thing they can do is is play Put, Marcus play, Rashford yes, yes, yes. in that position, which, sure, they might be able he to will. do that. I just don't, they I can just play don't, Rashford there put I, and, and play uh, Greenwood along with Daniel James. Maybe they – the only thing is that they – in the, in the uh, spirit of keeping Marcus Rashford more healthy and, and rotating all three of their main attackers now between Cavani, Rashford – Greenwood, yeah, maybe there's some rotation there. Pog- For sure. Pogba here is back. I mean, Pogba, he gets, was, a, Pogba gets an assist. Pogba looks good whenever he's playing. and um, He really just wants to make sure he can play for France this summer. Sure. Um, but the fact that he's healthy, well, he may have been healthy long ago, for all we know. <laughs> but, but a healthy and engaged Paul Pogba, we know how good he can be. So, no, I, look. I can't tell you not to own Cavani. The the 
argument for him is there is no other Manchester United striker. Yeah, but no, no Cavani, official striker for them. Cavani is fighting against himself here, though. There's no way he's not rotated. He does not. He does not play out the season as United's Scott, forward. Scott, you're incorrect. He absolutely plays. I think he'll start almost every game the rest of the season. I, I mean. Well, I guess we'll find out who's no. right on that. What's his, what's his selection percentage? Is it more than five? I mean, I, I feel like I'd be surprised if it's over 5%. He started the last two matches. Before that, he did not play against right. City, and he did not play against West Ham. Right. He played 75 minutes against Palace, sat two games before that. Okay, and then His last return was game week 23. But then, in between match weeks uh, 19 and 24... Well, okay, nineteen had two two <laughs> matches in it, Scott. There's six matches in the in those six Keep talking, you're making in those my point. Six matches. Yeah. He played every single game. Oh, and, oh good. and my favorite part of this conversation is it did not answer one bit of my question, <laughs> which is what is Edison Cavani's ownership? Is it more than five percent? It is not. It is one point nine percent. So that is the uh, at, at that price, seven point eight, is not outrageous. No, not at all. Uh, and Cavani, I, again, I, he has no competition. It is just a matter of how much is he going to rotate. What What is Solskjaer going to do to maintain freshness with his attack? I think you're I think you're buying way too much on his 11. I'm not match. buying him yet, but absolutely keep my eye on it. He looked fantastic. He has no competition at the position. United needs to win matches. They do. I would say though, I would I would recommend buying Greenwood in a crowded midfield position more than I would Cavani at forward. Look, I can, with the stats are out there. If you want to go find it, you can go look at it. No one in the midfield has been as prolific shooting the ball as Mason Greenwood has been in the last several game weeks. So this is not, not even Jesse Lingard. No, he's ahead of everyone. That's insane. He's be, he is he hasn't scored hardly any goals. That's what. That's, how, how could that possibly be? How could he be that s- successful? Mason Greenwood, in the last t- three weeks now, he's had the most shots and the most shots in the box of any midfielder, and that's that's the thing. The other issue with Mason Greenwood is that it's the it's his time. So that was what we talked about last week. Was he did this exact same thing around this same time last season? We know how good he is. We've seen how good he can okay. be. So I'm not comparing. I'm not saying the the debate is not Greenwood or Lingard. Maybe right, right. maybe you have that question, but uh, no, this is a it's a. There's never been a better time to to say why not both. And uh, Henderson is United's goalkeeper now. We all know that, right? Yeah. At least in the league, it's interesting. De Gea has been playing uh, the um, the Europa match. Does any so for on the Spurs side does. Son getting the goal here, Mora getting an assist. Does this do anything for your game week thirty two strategy? No, nope. not for it me. It just means I'm and keeping Kane, maybe captaining him. That's it. You're not bringing in Son. You I'm have not. Son. I don't. You do not have Son. You do not have Son, and I you're not, not bringing have, him in. No, I, no. Okay. Send him out on my wild card, and I don't plan to bring him back in. I just it, it's hard to. I'm going to continue to start Kane. It's hard to love his the Spurs mojo. The right percentage like, of FPL managers not only that have Kane, but if you have Kane, captaining him is a near guarantee next week. So I imagine he might that, be most captained. Right, I would imagine that eighty percent of, of, of just, active it, teams are I going don't, to captain Harry Kane love, next week. I don't love it, but I, I just I'm, I feel like everyone else is going to. 
And if he gives you a return, you're going to regret it. Remembering that Heung-Min's son had the midfielder game of the season against Southampton the last time they played, and that was a, a Southampton that still cared. This is a Southampton team that, who knows, they might st- maybe they get bounced out of the FA Cup by Leeds. Don't they play Leeds, I think, on the FA Cup yeah. on Sunday? This game got moved to, like, Tuesday. So... So the double they, week is Spurs, double, Spurs at Everton Southampton and then Southampton. Like the first time all year has a double week. No, Southampton. Southampton does not. Spurs. It's this is and this, only Spurs have a double. Correct. This is the and this is where I'll I'll set okay. up game okay. week thirty two. Premier League. Okay, they're playing two matches in a freaking week. True, but double. for FPL purposes, yes. fine, whatever. <laughs> Yes, they're yeah, playing yeah, Leeds, you, and I, then they're yeah. playing Spurs. Brian, they're playing two freaking matches. He's getting angry. I thought you were saying. He was wrong. He's I understand why he's anger. screaming. but <laughs> This is what I dealt with when you were gone. I understand what you were saying, because it sounded like you were saying they had a double I, week. I'm sure most everyone listening all, will All I agree. heard was volume. Yeah. I don't even know what he said. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> let, let me set up game week 32 since we've teased this. Ten matches are still going to be played, which is the normal amount. But they're going to be played over seven days. Spurs have a double game week. It's, it's, is it Friday to Wednesday? Yeah, Friday a, to Thursday. There's a Premier League match every weekday next week. It's oh it's gosh. unreal. Uh, it's it's spread out over over seven days. Spurs have a double game week and only Spurs. Palace don't play at all, which mm-hmm. doesn't matter for FPL purposes no. for those who are still playing. But it's it's weird a weird game week. There are one or two Premier League matches. Every day throughout the week from Friday to Thursday. That is such a drag because I feel like I never get the final points on my team. I never know where I finally am as I'm uh, trying to catch people in front of me. I'm I'm running people down, Scott. Another one bites the dust this week. You are. You you are doing what you always set up your squad to do, which is to have a late second half surge. You're actually surging. It's actually happening. It's actually (laughs) happening. I keep seeing a green arrow next to your name, and I'm like, that's a typo. Um, that's not right. Um, um, keep Chelsea, and this this is with Chelsea failing me. Yeah, in a big way as well I done. went all in with their defense. Well, let's talk about why you did so well. West Ham three, Leicester two. Captain Lingard, Dave. I went with Lingard. Comes through again. You know who else has come through? Kalechi, you want to know why? and Nacho. Do you oh. know who else is coming through? And I'll let you make your Lingard points in a second. Yeah. Sneakily, quietly, in Jesse Lingard's shadow, Jared Bowen. Mm-hmm. Six, eight, and 12 in his last three matches, and he hasn't played 90 minutes in any of them. No, nope. Jared Bowen, is especially Brian with Antonio. I'll let you speak in your hammers in just a minute. With Antonio kind of being up in the air, Jared Bowen is a guaranteed start and a worthy play. I mean, look, West Ham, Scott, I'm going to give you another chance. You've been poo-pooing West Ham every week, saying they're posers. They're in the flow. This was a big win. This, is a this was a massive win for them. This is all yeah. momentum. They beat the third team in the table. And they get to play Newcastle next week. I know. I know. Now, that's going to be a big test. Can you get up for the big games? And then can you play? Can can you close out the teams you're supposed to close Especially out? Especially a Newcastle right? team that's going to steal points from you if you're not careful. Right. Absolutely. And I believe it's at Newcastle. It correct? is at Newcastle. So, that's... Um, no, I look Bowen and Bowen and Fornells have been we say you know it's been all season long with the two of those guys they keep getting you at the weirdest moments. Bowen puts a good run of matches together here, which is I mean great good for him. Are you largely buying Bowen moving forward? 
No, I, I mean that it's a pure. That's purely just a. That's a maverick move. So if you want to do that, you, you know, by all means, He's go for five, it. Five nine. So it just. There's a lot of good players in the midfield at that. I'd rather point. have Rafinha. Maybe. Maybe I don't know. Maybe not. Rafinha's got the dreaded yellow triangle next to his name. Right. That's what I'm saying. So if you if you you know uh, Antonio, you have no idea how close or not close he is. They're never ever going to reveal that. There's no reason for them to. So, uh, you know, I don't know that it much matters. I mean, I feel like next week you might be able to grab, I don't know, you could play three West Ham midfielders. That has, <laughs> I, don't know what, I don't know where there's anything really wrong with them attacking-wise. It's defensively, you know, you said Cresswell, you know, Cresswell leaves here way early, gets you a zero if you had him in there. Also triangled uh, going into next week. You know, Sufal, another assist for him. I mean, that's a guy that, you know, and we talked, I talked about uh, Masuaku last week. That's, you know, that's somebody who's way cheaper if you really wanted to go. You know, that's an enabler price. I think he's still 4.3. Sufal, three assists in the last five match weeks. Right. And so that's, that's a weird run for him to, to have that. So, and he's 4.6. Newcastle's totally. He's 4.6. You can cheat. Yeah, it's gonna be Castle's it's gonna totally be one nil Saint Maximin yeah, exactly. in the 89th minute, yeah, a 77 week. yard run. John Joe Shelby assist uh, <laughs> incoming here. Uh, no, from that deep, it'll be uh, Dubrovka with the assist. Yeah, the rest of the rest of the match, like Dave, good, you know, good on you for for choosing not just the correct captain, captain, but the exact right uh, form guy. There's no reason not to. Have I would love to take him. credit for, it, but I feel like I actually. You know what I did is I, I, as I was truly coming down to try to figure out what to do, I, I listened to myself. The stat of in his eight matches, he's got seven returns. Yeah. And I'm like. Is it nine and eight? Now, now, it's, now it's eight and nine. Yeah. And the last three have been 12, 12, and 14. Yeah. I, it's I, unreal. I would love to say that was such a brilliant move. <laughs> But honestly, yeah. it felt like the duh move. Yeah. Right. Duh. Well, you said it last week. And you, do you own him? And of course, I said no because why would I? And so we, <laughs> I, I just think you know, uh, five weeks late and two pounds short to amend the the famous expression. I, I just there's there's no reason not to have owned him all this time. Uh, he's in my lineup now, but it doesn't matter. It, at this point, it's a pointless move to have him. It's almost better. Now that he's doing this, to not have him—that's the equivalent if, of buying DCL in November. Yeah, it's it's season. such a it's it's such a is it, it's is such ownership a it's such a five point three. Yeah, it's such a pointless thing to add him now. Uh, I don't know what you're missing out. Is he going to do another? Is he going to have another thirteen? Is he going to go double digits against Newcastle? You don't feel, think so, right? But we kept saying that about Gundogan that it's not going to continue. It's not going to happen. It did eventually stop for Gundogan. Eventually, it took like. 20 weeks for him Not to stop scoring. Weeks. It you know was a money, lot. Listen, you know how much money Lingard's making for himself right now? As United wanted oh, he's to making sell him. A fortune. He's out on loan going in for like a contract year. I think he's going to finish this year strong. He's trying to get a spot in the Euros. Oh, he's got it. I mean, yeah, he's uh, going to start. He has the rabbit's foot like hanging around his neck on a Clark. on a horseshoe. On a horseshoe. With a four leaf, with a with a with a bowl of Lucky Charms, yeah, and drinking it with two. percent What else signifies luck? Let's talk about all of them. I mean, when you said he was making himself some money, I just thought that somehow this was translating into more Jaylings clothing going out the door. Oh, oh and yeah, look, that's only that going to be help. too. Pump, uh, pump that brand uh, of the of the 
few good things that happened for me, which there's, those are as rare as Dave accomplishing what he sets yeah. out to accomplish. <laughs> uh, right. He is so right. He's so right. Kalechi and Acho, you know, we talked about him last week. Like uh, that to me was a that was a a move I knew I was going to do. Should have done it way sooner than I did. Uh, Brace here, amazing for him to finish with three bonus points. But you know, again, striker scoring goals will usually do that. Last five game weeks for Kalechi and Acho, six goals more than any other player. Dave, are you listening to me? Kalechi and Acho has six goals in the last five game weeks, which is more than any other player. Uh, 14 shots in that span. Only Kane and Salah have attempted more shots than him. And his eight shots on target is second only to Harry Kane. So this is a guy who is very much in form. There is absolutely no point to own Jamie Vardy if that's somebody that is in your side. Why are you doing it? Scott, were you poo-pooing Ianacho? I was. This because is... I want to call you out on it right now. Yeah. Because I thought that you were being extremely harsh. That looks amazing what you just did right there. Look at that. I just poured this... one of one of Brian Satan's oh ponies gosh. into a frosty mug that I pulled out of my freezer. That is unbelievable. And I'm kind of pumped about it. This week's podcast brought to you by South Street Brewery's very special Satan's Pony. It is an amber uh, ale. There's it is a it Satan's Pony, a Virginia original. There's no school like the old school. This throwback amber ale <laughs> is a triumph of balanced malt complexity, deep red hue, light crystal malt aroma, and an easygoing flavor. Hey, enjoy the ride, Satan's Pony. It's on the bottle is what you just enjoy read. Enjoy the ride. Is this what my old sponsor segments used to sound like? A little bit. Yours were way a better. Little, I wish you'd do, do something. Oh, the fake segments? Yeah. Um, I love the fake segments. <laughs> Yeah. That was actually a real spot. Hi, this of. is Jose Mourinho. <laughs> Have you tried South Street Brewery? In, in my party? own, in my same voice. Right. Yeah. Um, Dave, you were uh, screaming at I'm Scott. I'm screaming at Scott about Ianacho. About Ianacho. Thank you, Brian, for bringing us back to that. <laughs> uh, what say you? I think the that only, uh, the facts are the facts. There's two facts that are relevant here. Number one, Ianacho, another return. I have to acknowledge that. Second, Fact is that this is his longest run of Premier League starts in his I career. Know. This isn't going to last much longer. I disagree. I disagree. I disagree because I think... they play West Brom, Crystal Palace, Southampton, and Newcastle next. Not owning him is, I would say, is borderline idiotic. Okay. So I, I would just, I would just, I don't know what else the guy has got to do at For this sure. point in the season. I mean, I'm equipped right this. now with two free transfers. Mm-hmm. DCL is probably out as yeah. one of those two. Yes. Ianacho, you know, this is where this is where being a co-host of a podcast when you make strong statements and you have strong opinions that you try to make right through volume of your words and definitive <laughs> facts as much as possible yeah. works against you as an FBL player. Yeah. Because yeah, the smart move is probably to go DCL to Ianacho, right? I've never seen anyone. Well, no, form. not now, not now. I've I never do seen that anyone's form. Now that you put it like that, no. <laughs> over a ten. I've never seen anyone's form over a ten. I'm His telling form you, is 10. look, 7. no, the, I, this, this, I understand now why so many people were on James Madison coming into this match. It looks like a matchup that is favorable. He looked like he was coming back. James Madison does not play. James Madison's price went up. 
prior to this game week. James Madison showed us how selfish of a person he is. And he's not the only one. There's a handful of people on this Leicester team who displayed their selfishness. And, and a couple of them honestly surprised me. Wes Morgan surprised me. He's better than that. I agree. James Madison, arguably, he's not better than that as a person. But Wes Morgan seems to be. And here, James Madison let his team down. I mean, Lester almost pulled off a point, which mm-hmm. would have been great for them with where they're at oh, and who yeah. they were playing. A point would have been fine. But they don't get anything from this match, in part because a couple of players, key players, Madison, Perez, I'm looking at you, don't make the squad because Brendan Rodgers had to stick to his guns and say, you know what, you breach COVID protocols, I can't play you. You're a danger to the rest of the team. It's crazy. It's crazy. No, it's not. It's not crazy. It's stupid. It's selfish. Uh, you're right. It's what? Mo Salah earlier this season. It's any other. It's Kyle Walker earlier this season. It's selfish. At this point in the season, in the stretch run, you don't go to a party. Sorry, that's your sacrifice. Especially when you're you're trying to keep your team in the top three or yeah. top four. Yeah, you've made it this far in the season, and you're gonna throw it away. Try to now. Oh, by the way, there's no guarantee they're throwing it away. Do you know? Right? Who, but, do you know who doesn't appreciate? COVID parties? Gareth Southgate. You want to play for England? Hell no. That's not happening now. You're gone. James Madison is out of the Euro squad. Guaranteed after this past weekend. Probably right. You can't have a repeat of uh, Mason Greenwood and Phil Foden. You can't get anything even close to that. You don't do it this close to the end of the season. This close to the the summer. This close to the squad being named. You don't do it. Especially this is a wicked talented, uh, whether they win it or not, it's a wicked talented uh, England Euro team. And yeah, they've got pl- options. There is plenty of spots, man. That's absolutely right. I mean, no, no. I'm sorry. There aren't a lot of spots. There's plenty of players. There's plenty spots. of players. That's James what Madison, sorry, bud, but you're dispensable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would, I'm curious to see if he gets in the team next week. If he does, I mean, obviously, that's like I said. I this, think he does. This run of matches is is as good as there is. It's probably. I don't know that there's a better one. Although West Brom, this West Brom. Uh, Maybe not. Is very green on yeah. the on paper, but in real life, I'm not sure that hey. it is. Uh, Ricardo Pereira gets an assist here. That's the only other guy love that him. absolutely love him. Pereira, well, no, just that you are on. You do own a I love Pereira T-shirt. No, I just I'm sure. I'm very much encouraged by his attacking again here. He's the most active in the box of any defender this week. Eleven touches, and and in the last five matches, no one has been in the box more than Ricardo Pereira as defender. So. The clean sheet potential is high in the next four weeks. His, if we're if we're going with the idea of attacking defender, as you know, if we're gonna, if that's that is that is, uh, I, I don't see there's a, a downside to that uh, toward the end of the season. The only downside is it hasn't. If anyone's done this at any point in the season so far, it hasn't paid off. It'd be paying off for the first time now if it's going to happen. Sure, I've, that's that, and that's the risk you take. And yeah. he's expensive, so it's not yeah. just—it's not like an easy thing to just be like, "Well, I'm going to go grab him real quick." It just isn't like that. So Gentlemen. I just wanted to point out this is an exceptional statistical performance that had real FPL significance behind. Gentlemen, it. Uh, Ian Acho's red hot. I feel like uh, if you're worth anything, uh, you're going to try to figure out a way to get to him. I do not currently own him. His ownership is at 10. <laughs> You've already made your two free transfers, and Ianacho is not one of them. I am considering, I am considering taking a negative four to bring him in. Brian, you're right. Their next four match weeks are ridiculous good. It's, it so, is absurd. So, um, so, Scott, I'm looking at this, and I'm like, all right, well. so and, he, of- and, and in fairness, he did this late. I mean, this was West Ham on cruise control. They did it again. 
where they're three nil lead, right? Where they're you know? cruising, know, and then they let the like, team back in, and 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 he scored his second goal in like the second or third minute of stoppage time. So points are points. I'm just saying this. I look at Lacazette, and you're like, oh, well, just send Lacazette out. Okay, I get it. And, and look, as an Arsenal fan, I know exactly where Arsenal are at the moment. But Lacazette's last six weeks: eight, one, eight, eleven, two, thirteen. He's got a one and two in, uh, in two of his last six weeks. The other matches are ridiculous. I'm not sure I'm ready to get rid of him yet. Yeah. And, and then as this Bam- is your Arsenal moment. And then it's Bamford or Kane. And you got to you got to you got to make up a lot of money to go f- right. No. E Nacho. It's he? five nine. Oh, I missed that. I, he's easy to go to. I got Bamford's at six two. For yeah. me, for me. Bamford is worth a 6-2. It might be different because I've had Bamford from the beginning, so I've gotten each of his price rises. So his actual cost, yeah, I think it's 6-6. Iheanacho probably will be 6 within the next two days. So the question is whether or not you want to get him at less than 6 pounds. Because at this point, money shouldn't matter all I was going to say, it's only going to be injury that's going to stop transfers in as long as those green blocks are beside the next four matchups for them. So it's just not... You don't don't have him, right? That's what he he was just saying, is whether or not it's Calvert-Lewin. Whether or not I can go from DCL to Iheanacho when I've been so strong against Iheanacho continuing this run. Stick to your guns. Or go off scripts. I know. And groin injuries are... just depends if you want to finish in the top 10K or not. If you do, you go get him. I'm sliding the wrong way right now. The other thing with the Anacho is that he's been very... He is clinical, and that is not anything that's... That's not that, new. That hasn't changed. That's true. So he's doing it on, on his... It's not on a high volume of shots, but it's on, an, it's on the amount of shots that you're like, I'm satisfied that he's taking plenty of shots. He's not filling the stat sheet like Kane is. But he's converting more, mm. so that's the that's the thing about him too. That that's this is uh, very much in line with the best of what we've seen of Kalecki and Acho in his career. Palace one, Chelsea four. Mason Mount with his second six in a row. Big bounce mat, uh, bounce back match for Chelsea. Havertz and Pulisic seem to make a good tandem up front as mm-hmm. well. Wow, Brian nailing Kai Havertz. Look, that's. The only only other thing that was good for me this week is that Kai Havertz is killing it. And he, and he, look, we said, I said it last week when he has played these past, these past several matches, he's looked much different, much more confident. Uh, You know, this match, you see the skill, you know, he was kind of on full display nobody had more big chances than him with this week. Nobody had more shots on target than him this week. And he had 10 touches in the Palace box, which was the third most of all players. So you love the positioning. I don't know how he ended up with zero bonus points. I was that's just the, about that's to the only part of it that's like, wow, how did that so happen? So bizarre. Um, no, I uh, should have captained him or Ian Acho. Hindsight is great for that kind of thing. Um, <laughs> my captain was uh, Marcus Alonso. Uh, unused sub Marcus Alonso. So it was great when the vice captain rolled straight over to Kevin De Bruyne. Uh, loved, loved seeing that kind of stuff, and uh, uh, hence the reason why I quit <laughs> on Saturday morning. <laughs> Brian Pulisic uh, had fifty-one in the bonus point system. Is, is Pulisic back? Ben Teke had is thirty-four. That, is he back? Is one match of a, a brace in one match for Pulisic? Is that enough no, for you to care? No, because he says he says back is 
Tuchel allows a player to beat okay. back. And I don't know what that is. Well, hold on. That's match I, to match. Hold on. Stop Gus. saying hold on. Chelsea's points from week to week are a checkerboard of results. I mean, Rudiger, after two after you know, nothing last week, he, he plays this week. I mean, Alonzo, three last week, nothing this week. Christensen, absolutely nothing. I mean, no defender has you know played or, or gave you fantasy points in thirty and thirty one. Not a single one. It's kind of crazy. Um, I don't know, man. Yeah, Polisic's got a six and a fifteen. There's a, a couple of good matchups coming up in the next three. But is anyone really safe in this Chelsea lineup? Well, the answer to your question is no. No one is safe. But yeah, what, Kai Havertz. What I would say is to he you, safe? What, what I would say he's safe you, enough for me. Brian, why don't you get a frosty mug? What I would say to you is this: Chelsea's playing on two fronts. Mm-hmm. They are in. They're going to be. Knock on wood, I'm not trying to jinx them, in the semis of Champions League. And they're going to be playing on two fronts. So you got to ask yourself, is Pulisic going to get most of his minutes in the league? Or if he, is he going to get starts in the league? Or is he going to get starts in the Champions League? And I'm leaning towards, I think my gut says he's going to be starting in the league matches, the Premier League matches. Now, you're right. Am I willing to bet on it? No. Yeah. I am not. I wish you were. Tuchel is as unpredictable. I mean, he's more unpredictable than Pep right now. Well, and then there's weird things happening like Christensen uh, just not even being in the squad. Yeah. Last week you said Christensen won't disappoint next week. Don't worry, Scott. That's true. And then that I think happened. this is what Scott was getting at at the beginning of the podcast, of re-listening and hearing that. And I then... wonder if I would have enough money to go from DCL. And you know, it's, it's funny how you, you don't. How you forget the seven, six, eight, nine going into the last two weeks. So let's just stick with that too. You go ahead and yes, it's been weird. Something has happened. He, I, I don't know what's going on, but at least I made a decision on stats. Uh huh. Yep. You actually did say that if it's going to be wrong, at least I'm going to be wrong with stats behind me. The problem is, is right now. I can look back and justify it. Look, it's killing me. I scored a 57 this week, and I got garbage because the most meaningless goal of the week. Meaningless goal of the week, Brian. How meaningless is it? Um, well, this is my favorite. If we're going to have a new segment, this is probably my favorite thing that we have Christian ever. The Christian Benteke meaningless goal of the week. Well, no, no, no. Christian Benteke <laughs> wasteful scorer of the week. <laughs> Not just a not just a goal that was uh, probably unexpected. Any goal of Christian Benteke at this point is is mo- moderately to not expected. It's mm-hmm. in the low end of expectation. Right. But the amount of people who had gone to a Chelsea defender, to Mendy, to anybody who is counting on another a clean sheet here, and a, in a real bounce back from the thrashing against West Brom. And who, of all people, Christian Benteke, wastes it for you in one amazing Jeffrey Schlupp assassin off the bench for Crystal Palace. Sets it up perfectly. Amazing goal. Christian Benteke versus Ben Chilwell. Not going to. What is Ben Chilwell going to (laughs) do? What's he going to do? Benteke flies through the sky. 
just yeah. demolishing Puts a header a into the back of the net. Into the, and Chelsea yeah. loses the clean sheet. And I'm like, F me, dude. Are you kidding me? They roll through United, Liverpool, multiple others. I think West Ham was in there. Clean sheet, clean sheet, clean sheet, clean sheet. Uh, West Brom, Crystal Palace? No. Screw it. Let's let in six goals between them. I mean, um, it's the business end of the season. Goals so leak stupid. in against top clubs. For uh, Just for reference, Dave, uh, Football.London, who we reference regularly on here, the Chelsea uh, coverage of them going into this match talked specifically about how Thiago Silva was the only definite absentee coming out of the West Brom match, leaving a three-man defense of Cesar Azpilicueta, Andreas Christensen, and, 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 Tony, and Tony Rudiger to set set to continue with Kurt Zuma in reserve. To say that it is uh, uh, unexpected, the lineup that came out, I would say, is... Uh, well, but is, he, again, he wasn't pretty, even in the team. Yeah. And now he's got the uh, a yellow triangle floating around his name. He probably pulled something. <laughs> Might have been another groin. <laughs> Perhaps right. he, uh, perhaps he did something to himself. My week could have been monster. Could have and, been, and and it was, it was good. My week could have been better. Uh, Mason Mount is the Mason Mount is the consistent guy here. Uh, Mount's wicked consistent. Mount Mount has been very good. I think you we've seen him be very good here a lot. So uh, Mason Mount is definitely a. I think he is a definite option. We've said that for a while now. Uh, again, it's just. It's just such a, a, a crowded field of mid to lowish priced midfielders available right now. It it really is just who, who do you trust here? Chelsea's upcoming matches are not they're not great. I wouldn't say they're terrible attacking wise. Like Brighton next week at West Ham, Fulham after that at Manchester City. It's okay. I I don't even even City. I don't know how much that really bothers you. Because they can get, they can score against them. So I, it's just kind of a, how you want to set up your midfield. Very good. Hey, one last thing. Of course. About um, just the Crystal Palace. I know they, I know they stink, and they're they're just generally bad. But by the end of the season, look, they have a they have a TBD matchup with Southampton that is still they still have to get that thrown in there somewhere. If that gets added in say like week 35 or week 36, they play they play Sheffield and Aston Villa in weeks 35 and week 36. If if they add in a Southampton match to one of those weeks, you're totally going to think about Zaha again. I just think there's potential in the last like 5 weeks of the season or whatever. Their schedule's not terrible for Crystal Palace. They're capable. Uh, obviously, they were bad here, but I hey, just think it's possible that you might think about that. One again. thing I'm probably going to do, I probably am going to try to go to Ianacho. The uh, Leeds matchups the next two weeks are United and Liverpool. Uh, and I think, look, I, I know Liverpool's defense has not been great most of the year. Uh, they leaked a goal in last week against Villa, uh, but they had had a few clean sheets before that. I think uh, Bamford's... Ownership is 45%. That's so high. Okay. Inacho's is 10. So if you're trying to make a move, this is for those of you who are trying to make a move in your league. You want to make a move, get sell Bamford. Uh, you'll have the money to go. You'll you'll make money going to Inacho. And I'm probably going to do that. And worst case scenario, at least for the two weeks, your matchups are way better with Inacho than Bamford. They're both going to be playing. 
Uh, aforementioned Liverpool 2, Villa 1. While Ollie Watkins loves to play Liverpool, Salah and TAA are continuing to give returns on the right Man. side of the Liverpool trend. Liverpool made you sweat, didn't they? They did. They did. <laughs> um, but I, uh, I had a big reaction when that second goal went in. They were um, dominant. They looked much more... They were. They looked much more in control. It's not always the most efficient when it comes to yeah. results, to, to goals. But, yeah, I mean, this was the second match in a row where they dominated their opponent for the better part of the 90 minutes. Yeah. And, this, you know, and just like against Arsenal, they, they get the three points. Trent Alexander-Arnold is... You trying to get to him? I'm going to go to him. I can go straight from Marcus Alonso to Trent Alexander-Arnold. Oh, wow. Arnold. Okay. So I think that's a move that is... In that's a no-brainer because that's, that's you know who's yeah, starting and you, know, you don't that's know going, who. That's going to be made. Um, yeah, three bonus points again for him. Uh, look, next week leads. I, I'm not necessarily... I don't think you're counting... I wouldn't count on a clean sheet as a Liverpool fan of seeing leads coming to town. Uh, but, you know, Newcastle after that, that's much more inviting. And then, you know, then they... In three weeks, Manchester United's out of the way, and then you're, and then it's all smooth sailing. Between that and the optimism you should have with like Salah dominating statistically again, so a, a return here, which is huge, uh, most shots of any player this week, like you want that. That is that is the Salah who gets all the points. Is seven shots in a match, Salah, and that's what happened this week. No, no one touched the ball in the opposition box more than Mo Salah this week. All the talk and all the movement has been to Jota. I said it last week. What's the point of owning Mo Salah? And I, I mean, as somebody who kept him, I had no, I had no intention whatsoever of going off of him. But I was mostly asking the rhetorical question for myself. I what's, went off him with my wild card. What's the point of having yeah. him? And I think this is why. Jota was good here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Firmino gets a goal chalked off, and I think that yep. would have been a Jota assist, I think. Let's not get into VAR, though, too much. Here, right. Brian. We're so, trying to avoid VAR. And Jota was in positions. I think he still took five shots or something oh, like yeah, that. He was which, all so Jota was very good. So there is no, not, not downing owning Jota at all. Just didn't pay off this week. But no, I think for Salah owners and for the idea of going back to Mo Salah, Dave, all right. for somebody who doesn't have him. I have the Already ultimate. I have the yeah. ultimate transfer question here. All right, and and you know, forgive me, listeners, if this bores you, but gentlemen, I need to know what you would do if you if you would do this if you were me. So I'm starting. You're asking the wrong guy, and the guy who got me into trouble in the, the first. The guy place. who gave yeah. you the worst advice. I know. In the last Christensen. Five weeks. <laughs> right. I know. So go, we go shoot. Yeah, drama for the podcast. <laughs> so I'm starting the game week with four tenths in the bank. Have you played the? Um, who wants to be a millionaire drama music? Yeah, it's pro- playing right now. Okay, great. Four-tenths in the bank and two free transfers. I can take a negative four and have used three of those four-tenths. So I've got the money. It would cost me a negative four to do what I'm about to describe. To take Cancelo, KDB, and DCL and turn that into Alexander-Arnold, Sala and Ianacho. Do it yesterday. I would do that as we're sitting here. I'd yeah. do it right now. That is by far worth a, a minus four move. Not even kidding. If I was you, I would already I, pulled the trigger. So Cause, here's the story you of my can't, season. Because you can't trust Cancelo. Nope. And Not you, even a little and, bit. And I think Pep was pissed at Cancelo for 
uh, for this result. I, I think Cancelo got his share of the blame here because uh, he let the ball get behind him. What was on the first goal? Uh, a long ball that went through, and I think Pep blamed Cancelo for that goal. So I, I don't I don't know what to think about Cancelo at this point. Uh, here's my fear with moves like this. Big dramatic moves. It seems yeah. like this is what's happened with my wild card. I, I made, you know, I, I played my wild card and I felt good about it. I played what seemed like a decent inform squad and the players who weren't performing, looking at you, Dallas. Mm hmm. Uh, yeah, before this match week. You know, they weren't performing. Now all of a sudden they are, and I'm not getting any of that anymore because they're out. My fear is Kinsella gets a clean sheet at minimum. KDB gets two assists, and DCL comes back with a brace because I made this move. Maybe, but but they might not even play again because they're gonna they got Champions League this week. So yeah. you you don't know what they're doing. That that's why you're getting rid of City assets. It's not because they're bad. Yeah, Calvert Calvert to play. Calvert Lewin's the one guy and, where and you DCL's just say, well, maybe just and then the matchup you say like against. Against Spurs, he was the goal scorer in the reverse fixture. You remember early in the season, Everton wins one nil, and it was a DCL header that scored. That was the game winner. So it's not like they can't. It's just this, Everton looks like a hot look, pile of garbage this, today. I know this. This Everton injuries team, hurts, right? Injuries this, hurt but right this now. it's the most hilarious matchup of the season. Is this Everton team against this Spurs team? I, like I cannot wait. It is. Oh, really? Because I thought the Crystal Palace Southampton makeup match you were describing earlier was worse. That sounds oh. hilarious too. But I think as just for the overall like teams that are supposed to be good that are debating whether or not to care, fighting for seven, fighting for some position. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like some element of fighting versus not fighting. You know what you get when you finish seven, uh, by the way, right? You get July Europa matches. That's what you get when you finish seven. It's this is it's just setting up so perfectly for such such disappointment in every possible way. And just that alone, I would not want to have. Scott, so I, I, I do the move. I, I, I feel like I feel yeah. like your team looks a lot better because you know Trent's playing, you know Salah's playing, and you know Ianacho's playing. Exactly, I, I agree. I, when I, when Liverpool you know pulled out the win, I thought to myself partly because it was a dramatic win and partly because of the schedule. You know, yeah, you and can't Mojo avoid that schedule. You know, I, I thought to myself, look, having three Liverpool players again seems like a good idea. Look what you I did. Agree. Look what you did by having Rui Patricio this week. That's like how much how much that helped you? And, and you that, know who he plays this coming game week? I know Sheffield. I you, know you Patricio get, was the right call. I right, feel you right get, about that. Another minus I was going to say to bring, you, in, <laughs> to bring in Patricio. In you get game. Rui Patricio, and and you're playing the matchup. You're certainly not playing the Wolves form. Like that is definitely based on like these these opponents are favorable. Yeah. So I think it's the same. We already know that about Liverpool going out. So I yeah. I, Fun fact, gentlemen. Yeah. I've only taken two negative fours all season, and one of them was in game week twenty nine when I know I knew that the guy that was I was taking out was not playing. Here, here's the other thing too. So this is a big deal for if me. If one of these guys has captain potential, which Salah does, yeah, then you captain him and overcome the negative four even easy. More. That that's a really good point. Hey. I think we help some people by talking through this. I don't know, man. I can't wait to see how this. All right, hold on, hold on, up. hold on. This could screw up. Big. My bad beat. Like last week, my three strikes uh, bad beat. My three strikes bad beat might be these three guys right now. But I'm gonna do it right now. I'm gonna hit the make okay. transfers button wow. right now. Yes. I love this as we are recording. This is hold on. Listen for it. Push. 
push. That was a. I love the I love the uh, the bourbon induced aggression at this part of the <sighs> podcast. Uh, Dave, another uh, thing that we did get right last week. Congratulations on calling the uh, non disclosed uh, later disclosed Jack Grealish in- injury aggravation. Thank you. Out until May, we know that now. <laughs> Uh, hilarious as soon as I saw it that it was a Liverpool facing a Jack Grealish less right uh, you uh, thought Aston you Vela thought Dave's sources were on it Grealish less but they had Watkins still so yes. something good happened here yeah they they have goals in them with or without Grealish um but yeah they are definitely not the same team uh Grealish Emiliano Martinez adds- look at what Martinez did again Friggin' eight saves gets you a bonus point. Martinez is Emiliano Martinez is heaping shame week after week on Arsenal's on hands. Arsenal. There's no doubt about it. We I've called been, that. A- anyone? I've been clamoring for this since it happened. Since there was rumors that it was going to happen, and they made a. You know what? Sometimes in business, you make a wrong decision. They made a wrong decision. Yeah, but you make a wrong decision usually based on information you don't have. Like everyone saw, Emiliano Martinez was the guy to keep here. Like there, there was no yeah. missing information here. He wanted to be there. Let's let's talk I'm about just, Arsenal, shall I'm just we? Telling you. Hey, Arsenal still overcame that bad deal by winning three nil over Sheffield this past game week. Great. They did it without Aubameyang. They did it with Lacazette and Martinelli. I'm instead. just glad he didn't scream this time. Who who didn't scream? You. Come on, you got it! Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> okay. Hey, it's tough to celebrate a win against the bottom of the table team, but... No, a win's a win. You know what? A win Wins is a points. win. The thing that I continue to be shocked about, and I said it earlier, is Lacazette's oh, last six weeks. He's got a one and a two, but his other four matches are like 8, 8, 11, and 13. Yeah. Look, this is this is this is easily the best run of the season. This is we said it the first the first time. It was three goals in a row and then nothing. Comes back again, has three goals in a row and then does nothing. Now he's on a six week run where it's like he's engaged. He screwed up for you in the Europa League. Scored in this week where he only got two. I mean, good grief! Last week he had a. Oh no, that was in the Europa match. He had a literally one on one and right, and he and he hit the bar. So that so it's not a Lacazette who's not caring. That seems to be the case, and we've already we've known this all along with Alexander Lacazette. When he cares, he's excellent. So that's been the question, and I think the just general untrustworthiness of Arsenal uh, through this entire run. There's been no reason to th- even consider going to him, regardless. And now we're on six weeks of like, if you had him, it's an unbelievable differential. Sure, no, for sure. Paid off for me this week. I had him. I price, got 13. price keeps him out of the reach of a lot of people. Yep. He's a little bit expensive. He's eight point three. Even last week when you said I could get rid of Lacazette, and I was, you know, in my mind, I'm thinking, yeah, why do you have him in the first place, you idiot? Right, for sure. Right. So, but now, who looks stupid? Well, everyone who doesn't have him. Well, maybe I look. This is what I'm looking at now too, because I, I'm, I thought, well, maybe I'll get rid of him and, and bring in Ianacho, but. They're home to Fulham this week. Now, I, I'm the, the leading person in saying this. Look at Fulham's results this year. They, they either draw 0-0, they lose or win 1-0, and or it's 1-1. It's rarely ever 2-1, right? Yeah. Now, who knows? Maybe that changes this week. I don't know. But, but Arsenal's home to Fulham this week, and then they're home to Everton. 
Fulham's getting Fulham and this is, is Fulham Everton, is spiraling though. This is a Fulham team that feels like they're starting to get sucked into the this. This is also an Everton team that's spiraling, or or there's something. When they play Everton in two weeks, you mean? Yeah, and then yeah, and then, not and, great. Then and then and then at Newcastle, Newcastle and, and then they're home to West Brom. Right. So the next four matchups, you could say, oh man. Yeah, and I know people, that's been the debate of, you know, do you go to anyone from Arsenal? Do you go to any of their, you know, you, you know now you know that Tierney's out for an, the rest a, of the a serious amount of time. You have David Luiz, who's out for a, a significant amount of time. Odegaard's dinged up. Smith Rowe's oh, right. dinged up. Aubameyang's dinged up. Saka's dinged up. Right, it's not great. Right, you're losing a lot right of players now. who really matter. And we actually and, have more players injured than Liverpool. And look at the look at the supporting cast. Look at you know you get your other goal from Martinelli, and then it's Pepe Ceballos and Thomas Partey who get you the assists. I mean hey. that, that is a hilarious. That might be the most hilarious group of scorers this season. You want a flyer, Martinelli. Martinelli. Right. You want you, a flyer? He's four nine. Right, you've talked about him. Is he gonna? Is he gonna get a run? Maybe we'll find out. If he starts against Fulham, Arteta did this with Smith Rowe. When Smith Rowe, remember when he started a match? I'm like, look, I don't know. Kid played good. He didn't really get anything on the score sheet yet, but he played good. So let's see what happens. And all of a sudden, Smith Rowe was playing until he got hurt. I don't have a f- complete handle on how Arteta's doing things, especially because they they got a, a Thursday uh, game this week. That they have to win if they if they're still in Europa. They have a chance. You have to win Europa to get into the Champions League. They 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 drew. They let in a late last second gasp header against Slavia Praga last week. Now they got to go to Slavia Praga this week, and it's one one. And Praga got an away goal. So guess what? You if you win the game, uh, chances are that you're probably gonna you know advance. So. I don't know, but I know this. Uh, Martinelli is, is at a 4-9. If money matters this time to you, it, he's worth keeping an eye on. He might start most of the games the rest of the season. When Martinelli got a, a minute of success before, and then he had a long injury, is that what kept yes. him out for a long time? Yeah, no. I, I think there was a minute there where Martinelli was a low-priced guy last season. Last season. And uh, and then it, and then he just faded. But now he didn't play for the first fourteen matches of the season. Right. So he and then he played like three games, and then there was some sporadic appearances. Right. He has he has struggled to get fully back from his major injury all year. So yeah. And no matter what, you're happy to see Sheffield on your schedule for any of your players. One hundred percent. This is Sheffield that is absolutely ready to go back to the championship. Right. Uh, let's go to where the uh, game week began. Fulham nil, Wolves won. We talked about the spiraling Fulham club. This was a total gut punch after Adama Traore steals the three points oh for gosh. Wolves. Patricio gives you returns, but unfortunately Neto is out for the season yeah, as another, well. Add another him to guy. The injury That's list. That's brutal. Yeah, and and the transfers in for uh, Daniel Podence are are on the rise for sure. And I'm I'm, you know, if you want to you want to try William Jose, you know. Uh, Fabio Silva gets the assist on the Traore goal, which is uh, good for him. I'm uh, not going Scott, near Wolves. You said uh, Nelson Semedo. He finishes with three bonus points here. Probably would have you know, would have finished with three bonus points whether it was one nil or nil nil. So that's another guy you could think about if you wanted to with this the schedule that we've talked about how being as good as it is. Losing Neto though is is losing Neto though is not good. For no, them that's at a all. that's a bad deal. I feel bad for Wolves. 
losing him like that, especially after losing him and Ez earlier in the year. Maybe you're going to a Wolves defender. I think it would be difficult to justify going to anyone that's beyond uh, wherever Semedo is running uh, for Wolves, and you can't touch a Fulham. You can't really touch a Fulham player. I mean, look, if you don't own, I, I know Scott owns Aina. He actually got Aina six points coming Aina up. Aina scored this week. six points. I yeah. don't fault anyone. Oh, because yes, because he would have tri- he was subbed out early. Yeah. yeah, but Arsenal blank week Chelsea. That's your next three for Fulham. So I, you know, I, having them or not having them, I would just say is is absolutely irrelevant uh, to you. That's a, that's not. That's good. true. You're if yeah, they're probably helping you uh, make money somewhere, but you're not relying on them starting. I hope not. Burnley won Newcastle two. Uh, Saint Maximan might be the most valuable player in the Premier League, and I emphasize the term valuable because here. when he plays, Newcastle is better. The problem is he doesn't play enough. Uh, but you know, obviously, you know, take the COVID out of that. But other injuries uh, have to be included in this as well. But ASM makes the difference here, and Newcastle steal more points. Is there hardly a relegation battle anymore all of a sudden? I don't know. It's so dumb. Burnley, look, hey, what I was going to ask about Burnley, just because it's tied to that, this is it for Burnley, right? I mean, this is like this is the last season that they can be like this and stay up. Right? I, I agree. I, there is I, no way they can. I think in one of my preseason predictions, I predicted them going down, and you yahoos laughed at me, but it's it's close to being a reality. It's close. It's not close enough that they're going to that it's going to happen this season. But that's why I'm saying, like next season, they can't do this. Can't have you can't have this. They're not going to be able to sustain again. There's no way, right? No, I, mean, I agree. Chris Wood has been a good move Look, for I brother Matt. I know I, Chris I Wood assist again. Chris Wood. Brother and Matt. Vidra, I mean Vidra was like the, you talk about a talk about it out hey. of out of out of the complete blue. Vidra most shots, second most shots of anyone taken this week. So, yeah, I don't know what to I don't know what you do with that, except ignore it. Vidra is not a bad differential again. But I I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying Chris you... Wood is doing what he's doing. You're saying go to Vidra. Vidra's four eight, dude. Vidra's four eight. And, and and you know what he's done over the last few weeks? His last five weeks, seven, two, five, six, seven. I now have Ian Did you Nacho. Hear that? He's four does, eight. I'm not listening. I now have Kane, <laughs> Bamford, and Ianacho, and you're gonna try to sell me on Vidra. Hey, I, I noticed someone in the podcast league who scored like eighty seven points this week. I forgive me, I don't remember who you were, but I'll, you wild but you wild carded and Vidra was in the team. And no, but he had Keenan Davis. So he, he was trying to cut he's trying to cut some money. And what I'm saying is don't go to Keenan Davis and, and but find to, that point five and get up to and get Vidra. up to Vidra. Right. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That. Like that's he's doing something. You can't facts are facts, points are freaking points. Last five weeks, seven, two, five, six, seven. Vidra is doing something. And I'm just saying, look. Burnley's Burnley. Is he going to get a hat trick? No. But he's a low-priced guy that's going to give you a chance at scoring some points. That's my point, Scott. I hear you on that. Anything else on this one? Just that Burnley's playing Manchester United, Wolves, West Ham, and Fulham in their next four matches. Doesn't seem like a lot of goals in that. When you <laughs> no, pose for, it like for that. For Burnley, no. I wouldn't imagine. When you pose it like However, that. However, uh, Burnley, I, like, I, I just would be more concerned that they – 
are at home to Newcastle and lose two two one. Like that's why I'm saying, I, what what is this? Saint Maximus. What, what is this Burnley? What is this? That's what I'm saying. Like this, like they're like where's the the pride of Burnley was always to not do this, to let it finish one one. You know what I mean? And yeah. that, like to lose to this Newcastle team at home at this point of the season, Burnley. Yeah, are they safe? Not entirely. Not I mean, not completely safe mathematically. But like, what the heck, this is dumb. I promised not to get into VAR, but I thought a couple of seasons ago after Mane kicked Ederson in the chest and got a red card that we calibrated to where kicking someone in the chest or in the face got you a yellow card. Mm-hmm. So how did that happen to Tarkowski here and nothing it's called even after VAR? Dude, there's a lot of stuff that happened. The Sterling move, this move. And you're like, how, how is this missed? It was, I think, another thing in the Tottenham United uh United Tottenham game where someone got just completely raked down their calf. Hey, and you want to you know what happened in the West Brom 3 Southampton match? I dare say the word wasn't used, Brian, but the word that came to my mind was occlusion. Oh, yeah? Mm. I think occlusion occurred here. <laughs> uh, if this was, uh, wasn't was uh, VAR and it was Hawkeye, I think we would have gotten the word occlusion. Yeah, for sure. Uh yeah, you know, West Brom overcomes uh, the first goal that's called out. The reason why it was called out was because a camera couldn't get to look at Dianya's shoulder to make sure that he was on side, so they decided not to use VAR, even though it sure looked like, for all the world, as if, uh, based on at least what we could see, that he was on side. Yeah. Nevertheless, uh, the Baggies overcame, still won 3-0 over, you know, speaking of trash, garbage, trash holes. Uh, Southampton last My week, gosh. last week, Brian, you know, you tried and I tried to set you up to, to promote a baggie or two. Dave shut it down right away. But Dave, are the baggies for real for the stretch run? <sighs> Freaking big Sam's doing his big Sam thing. I, I, I don't know what else to say about it. I don't it. know, man. There's still eight points from safety now that Newcastle got. I mean, their victory. only chance is just to keep. If they have to win out. I was going to say, can they do it? Leicester, Sam says they've got to win four out of six. Leicester, so they only have three home matches remaining. So that's already not in their favor. But they have to play at Leicester, at Aston Villa, Wolves. That's their next three. Then at Arsenal, Liverpool, West Ham, and at Leeds. No way in hell they stay up. They, I just don't see There's how. No I just don't see them doing it. There's too it. many other teams However, playing for things. The fightingness of this team is way high. Pereira, so, Callum Robinson, Dionya. I mean, they've given you two returns I in a row. Here. I know, and Pereira is the guy that. I mean, like I, I wrote about it this week. You, I mean, we did try to talk about it last week. It's and the just, first return was at Chelsea. If they can do it at Chelsea, they can do it against any of those clubs you mentioned. Yeah, right? for sure. And they've had moments anyway. Like, look, when did when did uh, Slavin Bilic? When did he get fired? After a didn't after was they it after they win. beat Liverpool was it our know. city it, wasn't it was Liverpool. after they drew City something like what, that whatever yeah. it was it was after a massive result and, and they, they fire Slavin Bilic so uh, that's I mean that's we've seen it all season long from them like they've had their moments it's just you know I, I don't know what I'm not buying a baggie no to be clear. I, I, don't, I don't know what you're doing here Pereira's the guy who's going to get all the 
you know, all the attention. You know, I'll say Dionya again. I'm happy to see that he at least gets an assist in the to end the match. But I mean, Sam Johnson's the guy to talk about of anyone. I, like to come away with this kind of a he gets to block a penalty. Did, did he kick. get thirty points this week? Fifteen. <laughs> yeah, thirty if you captain him. Right, he might as someone, well. Someone, someone Someone did. Sam Johnston. Someone did. <laughs> hey, uh, breaking news in the pod here. Uh, I sold Bamford. Bamford has been in my team from day one. This wow. Season. I sold Bamford for Ian Acho. You are cashing in at I a am, weird time. I am going all in and on, on Ian Acho and his form and the fact that Bamford's playing Liverpool and United the next two weeks. Man, I can't wait till it's 4-3 again. Liverpool beats Leeds after a, a Bamford hat trick. Is That's overcome. it. Now that you Probably. guys both have brought in Ian Acho, I'm selling him right now. Probably While should. we're sitting here, I'm getting rammed. It is interesting how you and I, Dave, have bought the same striker on the same podcast episode. I never buy players. I just record. don't know why you don't. Well, I, because the, he's never done this before. Well, he's doing it freaking right now. And it would be the first time, and that makes me nervous. And he's going to continue. But you know what? It. I already made the move, so I'm done talking. Southampton, once they get knocked out of the FA Cup on Sunday, <laughs> they'll get back to not caring about the league because they're in 14th and they don't care about the league either. Well, that's it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the excuse is, oh, they're looking forward to the FA Cup semifinal. But I agree with you. I think history says that's exactly what's going to happen. What is this team? And that's the thing. I I don't know what I don't know what you do about them. They play South. They play Tottenham. Then they're off in week 33, then Leicester, then Liverpool. They're going to get thrashed for the next three weeks. The next three matches they play, they're going to get obliterated. But you know that... Even this Spurs team is going to re-obliterate them. Re-obliterate. You know, though, that at the end of the season, we're going to look back and we're going to say, you know what, Southampton season was a success. They had a great run early in the season. You know, Che Adams was a, was a highlight at that point. Mm-hmm. They made it to the FA Cup semifinals. Like, on the whole, you know, Ralph, Ralph Hasenhutl did a good job for Southampton mm-hmm. this past season. Even though as we sit here, it's hard to believe that that's true. Brighton nil, Everton nil. We already talked about a lot of things here with this match. Trash hole, trash bird. Surprise. Of a, of a, no surprise, DCL. Surprise adductor injury for Dominic Calvert-Lewin. Everybody loves that. Yeah, I love the surprise injuries. Uh, Brian, mm-hmm. speaking of surprises, it's really rare to get a player who surprises us by appearing at this time of the season, You know, really playing his first substantial minutes here. In fact... I'm looking at a player who scored his first fantasy point in game week 26. He's yet to give us any significant returns for Brighton, Mm -hmm. but he's played five out of the last six matches. He's at least scored points in five of the last six matches. And since that's so rare, and because his name isn't quite so obvious to pronounce, I thought maybe you could help us out with this. Yeah, we can talk about it really quickly. Dave, play some music on this, yes? Yeah, sure, I'm sure we'll play. uh, Do enjoy the silence by Depeche Mode. I like that. (laughs) This week's How to Say takes us all the way to Poland. Poland! What's cool is that Jakub, that's his first name. Jakub. Jakub. Sounds like Jacob. He's from Szczecinek. 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 Szczecinek with the awesome S C Z Z opening four letters. Wow! Wait, double Z? S Z C Z. Okay. Yes. Like like Shishesny. Like Shishesny back in the day, Dave. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah, all cities. And he's a pole. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Yeah. 
don't you dare do he's mo okay. Don't <laughs> yeah. do something Listen, like that ever on again. On the drive over to here to record this episode, I was listening to last week's episode, and you, you did your segment that we like to call David Moyes being coy. And I thought, why did I scream out in that moment? You mean David Moyes being coys? No. And I didn't do it. I missed my opportunity. I have to get everyone I can into this episode we tonight. dodged one just, there. Just let people think that on their own. Don't articulate that. That's the best part of the pun, is not just, saying just, it out loud. Just lead them, lead them to the pun. Puns are only funny when you say them. Yeah, for That's sure. That's the rule for out for sure. So anyway, every city everywhere should start with an S-Z-C-Z as its first four letters. Of course. Yakub has played well for the Seagulls, I'd say. I mean, just to show up now. and He was bought, he was bought last October and then immediately went back to his... Uh, went back to... Uh, where was he? Oh, Lech Poznan. Will he ever be as good as he was for Lech Poznan? Lech Poznan. No. Only time will tell. Your Brighton midfielder of little consequence, except Scott giving me some busy work, is none other than Jakub Moder. Moder. It's in that. Uh, it's Moderne. in that throaty Moder. Yeah, it's back in the the kind of rolled R there. Jakub Jakub Moder. And what was it? He's a Pole, right? Yeah, he's yes. He's from, he Poland. Is from Poland. Yes. Very okay. good. Thank you, Brian. I do what, say else what else do you want to know about? What else do you want to know about him? Except Nothing. that he's a midfielder and that you're not doing anything. Nothing with him, and I dare say, uh, you know, after this match, I think Everton are probably going to limp to the finish with all the injuries they have. They've got cover to to uh, be able to do that, and Brighton's Brighton. Um, something that I did, I wish I had looked it up, and it, it made it to the article last week. Is just how much different uh, in terms of not just stats, but in real-life performance, that Richarlison, Richarlison has outperformed Dominic Calvert-Lewin in every possible way. So not just if you're buying a guy. I know Calvert-Lewin's going to be an easy guy to get rid of this week. I can't imagine what would make you want to get him, even if you're thinking about getting him. Because no, there is not one number that Richarlison hasn't beaten him in. Uh, for the last like six weeks, so it's just one of those guys that it's like I know that Calvert Lewin's the guy that everyone like knew was good earlier mm-hmm. in the season, but things have changed here. Richarlison is the is the guy. If you're going to get an Everton forward, I would say Richarlison. Not just based on numbers. It's not just it's not just hypotheticals. It's not just expected. It's actual reality, real life numbers. He's ahead of him in every possible category. So I wow. okay. just wanted to say that. I know they get nothing here. Brighton, uh, like, good on everyone who had a Brighton defender or Robert Sanchez, mm. as True. I had Veltman and Sanchez on my bench this week, which was outstanding. Oh, man. Couldn't have been better uh, for in, all the, in every possible way for, uh, wow. for me. All right, wrapping up game week 31, I want to – call out on someone who we've definitely never discussed in this podcast before, but who is in our FPL America podcast league, Brett team name marching on together. He has moved up to 38. Thanks to an 83. Wow. Brett. In game week 31. Uh, that is the high score in the podcast mini league from game week 31. Well done, Brett. Uh, thank you for playing and for playing so well this late in the season. 
as we mentioned, Game Week 32 is a little weird. Uh, it's still 10 matches, but 10 matches played by 19 clubs. One club left out, one club getting two matches. Uh, Everton Spurs is a great way to start off on Friday. There's two matches on Saturday, Sunday, and Wednesday. Every other day of the week has one match. So a little bit of Premier League throughout the week. Such a bizarre week. week. A little bit of Premier League throughout the entire week. I'm excited about it because that means that every result's going to feel that much more dramatic as we continue through the stretch run. I mean, think about it. Everton Spurs, one of those clubs, it's going to feel like they're eliminated if they lose that match on Friday to start game week 32. What I don't like about it is that the game week will lock on Friday, which, as I mentioned before, means that an FA Cup semifinal is going to be played before we see City, Southampton, Leicester, and whoever else, because I don't pay attention to the uh, FA Cup. And the fourth club is Chelsea. You're going, they're all going to be playing an FA Cup match, not even to mention a Champions League match for City and Chelsea before we see them in the Premier League. So, so many matches are going to be played in other competitions for some of these clubs before uh, they actually play in the Premier League. But the game week's going to lock before some of those matches, which is very frustrating, brutal. very unpredictable. Have a bench. Have a bench. I am the reason why this week, I, I am the example of why you have to have a bench. Again, all three of my outfield players mm, came into my it. lineup, and I'm going to probably need one or two of them again this coming week. Thankfully, I'm okay with that for a couple of those guys. Uh, as we enter into Game Week 32, Dave, you've already told us about the three moves you've made. My three moves are well documented. Brian, what moves are you planning to make before we head into the new Well, game? the move I've already made was the move I should have made weeks and weeks ago, which was Gundogan to Lingard. So that's uh, at least that's taken care of. My other moves are trying to figure out what to do with KDB and Marcus Alonso, and uh, and I'm not sure. I uh, I've been assuming Sun just to uh, just to solidify that for the double week uh, for Tottenham, but I don't know. Um, it might be somebody else. And then again, Marcus Alonso, the money right now works uh, I, where I'd have actually some extra money left over. I'd have a few tenths left over if I went from Marcus Alonso to Trent Alexander-Arnold. Seems like such a no-brainer. For sure. Definitely a no-brainer. Lots yeah. of good captain's choices, it seems. I, I'm staring at my squad right now because I know you're about to ask me, mm-hmm. and I do not know. All my matchups are, are amazing. Yeah, you got Kane with two matchups, and neither one scares you. Everton, Southampton, especially that second one, feels really good. But Br- Bruno's home to Burnley. Yep. Salah's at Leeds. Jota's at Leeds. Lingard's at Newcastle. West, um, Ian Acho's Ian hosting Acho's West home Brom. Ian home to West Brom, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, you know, my Chelsea guys are, are home to Brighton. I think they, they finally get a clean sheet. You, you'd like to think one's coming at some point. And uh, anyways, I just got, man, good matchups all over the place. I'm looking at it. I'm like, man, should I bench boost this week? I'm just concerned about it. It wouldn't make a ton of sense because Liverpool and Leeds are playing each other, and I'd have a, yeah. a Liverpool to plus, kind of play. Plus, you want your bench to come into your squad. There's better chance guys are going to get zeros Agree. than all 15 are going to play. Agree. Yeah. So, yes. But, yeah, I don't Tough know. Choices. I As of this moment, last week, at this moment, you said, where are you going to go? I'm like, I don't know, probably KDB. And I change it to Lingard. So I don't know. Right now it's on Lingard, but that's just because I haven't moved it off of last week. So I don't know where I'm going to go yet. I don't need to take a chance. I'm first in a couple of leagues. I'm still top 10 in the podcast league, uh, although I do need some green You're arrows. You're going to go Kane or Salah? It's probably gonna be one of those two, and the vice will be on the other one. Uh, there's no reason for me not to do that. Salah had a hat trick last time he played Leeds. Right. 
And, I mean, neither club is so different that a 4-3 isn't possible again. Brian, captain? Um, I don't know. I think I'm at differential point of the season anyway for everything I do. So, I mean, everyone's going to be on Kane. I might just, if I have Son, I might do Son just because. Because yeah, it seems like he'll be less captain than Kane will be. No, that's fair. With the same kind of potential. So, we'll see. I'm just glad he made it through. Uh, I'm glad he made it through the match that he did. Uh, he did score. So, he gives owners, like we said last week. So many people have both of those guys already, so it's not—it's not a huge, you know. I just think it's not—it's not a. I just don't know how much of a difference it's going to make. If I go on form, it's—it's going to be Lingard or Ianacho. Makes sense. But it's—it's it's hard to get away from from Kane or Salah and or Bruno. Yeah. So I—I I don't know what I'm going to do. All right. Well, flip a coin or you know rock paper scissors yourself or something. I just want to point out, because there's about four or five listeners who probably care about this. Smith Brothers Darby, you've never won. You're 59 points up on your brother. Mojo's good for you right now. Mojo's okay. I love my team. I still have a couple chips left to play. I think he does too. So, like, we all know that there can be big swings. And my uh, my arrows are going up, which is great. Super. I got lucky this week with Lingard and Lacazette to help set me apart a little bit. So, I'll take it. Hey, very good. All right. Uh, continue to follow us on social media. It's been a little bit slow the last couple of weeks. That's that's mostly on me. I've been out of town or uh, you know away on holiday around the Easter weekend as well. So it's it's been a busy couple of weeks. I've barely had time to put a podcast agenda together. But we're we're there, and we will continue to be worth following on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Patreon or Patreon sites, uh, Patreon.com/slash/FPLAmerica, where you can support us on a small uh, level. Uh, each month anything that you can do is greatly appreciated which includes following us on any of the other social media channels as well for sure by the way this doesn't uh, do us personally any good but there's been a lot over the last couple of months and especially the last couple of weeks about negativity specifically as it has to do with race on social media and i just feel compelled to say that if you listen to this podcast please don't be part of that please be responsible on social media twitter any social media site it can quickly turn into a cesspool and uh, a place of, of immorality and just outright wrongdoing. And uh, I would love if, if there's anything that this podcast can do to make things positive. I'm all for it. We won't hesitate to criticize the players and the and the coaches and, and anyone else who's who you know we deem worthy of criticism, but that's different from calling someone out based on their race. Uh, or even getting into things that are even more personal than that. That's For not sure. going to happen. Please, let's be part of the good. Let's not contribute to what is downright awful out there. And so I uh, just wanted to put that out there as we close. For sure. Well said, Scott. I really appreciate that. All right. Again, Brian, in the squeaky bump time of the season, as we're trying to close <laughs> this thing out, mm-hmm. I, I wish everyone luck this week for the FPL America podcast. This is David Smith. Until next time. <laughs>